and so therefore you don't experience the realness of Christianity and you don't know it when you see it. That song is, uh, When I Surveyed the Wondrous Cross will speak to the hearts of real Christians and snap them back into reality. And so may my wish for you, my prayer for you rather, is for you to have a real Holy Week remembrance and experience. Just show me B scene and one and then you can go ahead and keep on doing what you keep on doing that. good to be alive and it's good to be live on BC in in one for the crowd there ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus family friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, yes, even on Holy Week. I know you don't want to be real about it. You have been conditioned otherwise, and to the standing between the living and the dead, Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International. with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 503, if you will, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement, allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Verses 13 through 23. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
help us to be reminded that this is your holy week to be remembered. You created it. You loved us so much you thought it up. It is so amazing that it dovetails with the Passover for Jesus Christ is the sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the sins of the world who taketh away the sin of the world. And Holy Father God, we thank you for him. We thank you, Lord, for his sacrifice for our sins, his death, his burial, his resurrection. And uh, Lord, I pray that those who don't know him as Savior would get to know him today as Savior. Those of us who are saved revive us again. And Holy Father God, have continued mercy and grace upon us. And for Jesus Christ's sake, even as your children, please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, and our faults. As we, from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us. And fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Grant me your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel and the whole counsel of God. And Lord, I do pray that you would indeed cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of even my own wife and uh, Lord those she has influenced and Lord I pray that you would drive the demons of hell away from our family for their aim as always is to hinder your gospel to hinder your holy word. Give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, I pray for the salvation of my wife. And Lord, I pray for others to pray for her salvation so that this thing uh, called Christianity would be real to her and not just uh, religious action and uh, I pray that you would crush and crucify our flesh the old man within all of us and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit Lord put a God in our hearts our minds our tongues our attitudes and our temperaments that we would not sin against you Rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. 
Lord, from each person's mind in our family and in all other families that claim to be Christian families and so many of us really call ourselves Christian families when really there's only one or two people saved in the family. We do not want to talk about that. We want everybody to think that we are wonderful, great Christian people and our spouses are that way and our children are that way as well when that is not the reality. Uh, obviously, because we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today if that was the case. And uh, and so, Lord, uh, thank you for raising up some of us to tell the truth uh, that this thing needs to be real in all of our lives. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. At this time and throughout the remainder of this day, Help all of us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you uh, throughout this day. Continue to give us perfect peace and joy and good cheer. And uh, Holy Father God, help us to do that by praying without ceasing. For that is the only way that we can keep our, in reading in your holy word and meditating on your holy word, are the only ways that we can keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. And that's where you want us to keep our hearts and minds. So that we can enjoy your peace, your contentment, your joy, and your good cheer. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and Lord, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving around the globe, red, yellow, black, and white, because we know that you love everybody. I'm not even going to say the rhyme because it may be too trite for today. And Lord, I do pray that your Holy Ghost would move mightily, that your Holy Gospel would speed around the world, and that people will catch it and get it and believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. All I can do, Lord, is preach it. You, do, you have done the rest so many times. I am 100% confident that you will do the rest. And so, Holy Father God, help us to glorify your holy name and help us to lift up your holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Bless the service to follow. Grant me supernatural energy and strength and grace and unction and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Those of you who are on Facebook and, pardon me, you're on BCN and one, go ahead and uh, tell your family and your friends who will probably think I'm going to preach tonight. I may not tell them I might go right on into the Holy Week service right after these devotions if the Lord says the same. 
Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing Pardon me, thus saith the Lord. Now, we're not right on track on the reading because I've asked my producer uh, to, during this time, uh, and it's temporary, to shorten our reading um, to 10 to 12 verses. Uh, we'll get back on track uh, doing whole chapters uh, in time to come. But right now, this is what we're doing. First Kings chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. And Adonijah, the son of Haggith, came uh, to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. He said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all set their faces on me that I should reign. Howbeit the kingdom is turned about and is become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. And now I ask one petition of thee, deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king, say thee nay, for he will not say thee nay, that he give me Abishag the Shunammite to wife. And Bathsheba said, Well, I will speak. For thee unto the king. Bathsheba therefore went unto King Solomon to speak unto him for Adonijah, and the king rose up to meet her, and bowed himself under her, and sat down on his throne, and caused a seat to be set for the king's mother. And she sat on his right hand. Then she said, I desire one small petition of thee. I pray thee, say me not nay. And the king said unto her, Ask on my mother, for I will not say thee nay. And she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite 
be given to Adonijah thy brother to wife. And King Solomon answered and said unto his mother, And why doest thou ask Abishag the Shudalite for Adonijah? Ask for him the kingdom also, for he is mine elder brother, even for him, and for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, saying, God, do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah have not spoken this word against his own life. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to see your divine authority in action and help us to understand authority and to love you back, to fear you, to respect you, and to obey you in those you put in authority over us, for it is a good thing. Now, Lord, as uh, people will hear the gospel now, open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears and save their souls and change their lives in this holy week. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 562. Dr. Spurgeon chose for our devotional reading today Isaiah 36, 5. I say, sayest thou, but they are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for war. Now on whom doest thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Holy Father God, 
I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and insight, Lord, regarding what your holy word is saying. Help us to understand it. Help us to comprehend it. And Lord, save those who don't know you. Revive those who do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Dear friend, this is an important question. Listen to the Christian's answer and see if it is yours. On whom doest thou trust? I trust, saith the Christian, in a triune God. I trust the Father, believing that he has chosen me from before the foundations of the world. I trust him to provide for me in providence, to teach me, to guide me, to correct me if need be, and to bring me home to his own house where the many mansions are. I trust the Son, very God of very God is he, the man Christ Jesus. I trust in him to take away all my sins by his own sacrifice and to adorn me with his perfect righteousness. <coughs> Pardon me. I trust him to be my intercessor, to present my prayers and desires before his father's throne. And I trust him to be my advocate at the last great day to plead my case and my cause and to justify me I trust him for what he is, for what he has done, and for what he has promised yet to do. And I trust the Holy Spirit. He was, or rather he has begun to save me from my inbred sins. I trust him to drive them all out. Go ahead, Spurgeon. I trust him to curb my temper, to subdue my will, go ahead Spurgeon, to enlighten my understanding, to check my passions, go ahead Spurgeon, to comfort my despondency, to help my weakness, go ahead Spurgeon, to illuminate my darkness. I trust him to dwell in me as my life, to reign in me as my king, to sanctify me wholly. Spirit, soul, and body. And then to take me up to dwell with the saints in light forever. Oh, blessed trust to trust him whose power will never be exhausted 
whose love will never wane, whose kindness will never change, whose faithfulness will never fail, whose wisdom will never be nonplussed, and whose perfect goodness can never know a diminution. Happy art thou, dear friend, if this trust is thine. <clears throat> so trusting, thou shalt enjoy sweet peace now and glory hereafter, and the foundation of thy trust shall never be removed. Glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for all that has already taken place. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your holy word and the power of your holy word. And Lord, I thank you for it. And I pray that others will say the same and that they will uh, regain and pick up where they left off. Help them to keep their hearts and minds stayed on you because you will keep us in perfect peace. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the family verses. We're reading Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6, where you find the family verses, what I have dubbed the family verses. Most families, and I'm talking about Christian families, are in trouble. Most marriages and most families are in trouble. That is obvious. Just the other day, uh, someone wrote an article about uh, 75% of American families are in therapy. The therapists are making a lot of money. The whole family is sick. Isaiah talked about the whole head being sick. Things are so bad in people's minds and hearts and lives, and for most of them is in the mind. The devil is the one pushing them to go to um, a therapist. And you folks don't need to get caught up in that. You need to get caught up in Jesus and his word. You do not need a therapist. You just don't. But if that's what you want to do, you want to get somebody to listen to you, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But you're wasting your time. You need to pray to Jesus. Pray to God in the name of Jesus. And let God advise you and lead you and direct you. Today we're in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. We did uh, verse 25 yesterday. Husbands, love your wives, 
even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I told you that you need to love your wife with God's agape love, not your love. Your love is weak, not true, unstable. That's your love. It's not dependable. God's love is dependable. And God is going to move you at times to tell uh, your wife what the deal is. And that's love too. See, the only way that you can live, and, and, and let me help you people to understand, you, even if you don't have a good spouse, even if you don't have a spouse that is saved, with God's love, you can love that person and stay with that person if that, place, if that person wants to stay with you. God instructs you from his word. If they want to stay with you, let them stay. God will bless you in some other ways and bless your children in some other ways. You have Christ Christians today who claim to love each other and claim to be Christians, but they hate each other. And they put on the dog for the church. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. You have a job to do, husband. God wants you to pray and read the Bible with your wife. Nothing will cleanse anybody's way like the word of God. And so you need to pray long and hard with your spouse, with your children. You have a job to do. Make sure you keep your wife clean through the word and through prayer. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. If you want your wife to get better, sir, husband, father, you have to pray with them. If you want your wife to get better and be better, you want your wife to get saved, you want your children to get saved and act like they have some sense, you're going to have to pray for them and pray with them. Let them hear Daddy pray. For it all may not come when we want it, but we all know that in God's hand and power, it will come when we need it most. And that has played itself out multiple times throughout our lives. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. This is a commandment, loving your wife. 
has nothing to do with uh, uh, her disobeying you, her bad attitude. She needs to confess that as sin and repent of that. That's where you come in to help and you pray with her every day. My wife, even before we got married, we prayed together. And we have prayed every day since for over 34 years. And yet, you say she, you still do not believe she's saved? No, I do not. I'm just talking about uh, 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 I, I just don't see the fruit of her salvation as I believe it should be. And so I'm praying for her, praying with her, not mad at her about her not being saved, but I am praying for her to get saved because it will be a, a sweeter situation for her in her life that she has left. And that hell awaits people who don't uh, get saved and trust in Christ. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his own wife as they Two shall be one flesh. Now what I believe about that is once you leave the homestead, that you need to stay gone. You don't need to come back. If we can help you to stay where you are, we can help you. But there's no need for families that have been raised together to come back together. You need to go and start another family and obey God. You need to leave and cleave to your wife, to your spouse. As is, is, yes, it is interesting. Yes, it is painful. Uh, I think the Beckhams handled it quite well. Uh, they had a stride about them. They were holding hands when their son was getting ready, getting ready to get married, and that's tough for a mother. And it sounded like they were pretty close. That's tough for a mother to see her son marry off, married off to another woman. It's very tough for a father to see the same daughter married off to a man. But these things must be done. And this is why... Uh, God gave me a prayer to pray to help you. God prepares for good days and bad days. Prepares, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. 
Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. I did that one morning. God gave it to me. It's been a prayer that many people have prayed since then. I did that because you need strength from God in the good times and in the bad times. There's no such thing in this life as a perpetual good time. That's not happening. We have messed that up, marring it with sin. Sin, by the way, mars everything. As I've told you, I've been to the Virgin Islands and water is so blue as green. But the same problems that I had in America, I, I will take them with me. Same sins, same temptations, things that I'm struggling with. And on a beautiful island like that, sin mars it. Not only your sin, but the sins of other people. You go to a beautiful place like that, think you're going to have a good time and get robbed of all of your American Express cards. And then you got to go through some trouble and some tribulation to get it back. And then the sinners you got to deal with to get it back, they, they might be on the take and on the take themselves, you don't know. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So husbands, spend time in prayer with your wives. Let your wives see you pray for them. Don't just say, I pray. I'm praying for you, honey. No, my wife and all of my children have heard me pray thousands of times and read the Bible thousands of times. I left it all on the field. That's why I'm footloose and fancy free. I'm not bogged down with a whole lot because I thank the Lord. I left it all on the field. And I, when I turn my children over to the Lord, that's what I mean. I turn them over to the Lord and I pray for you. If you could avoid getting into trouble, please do so. And so with that today, ladies and gentlemen, you say, Preacher, you don't sound as hard on the men as you are on the women. You know why I don't do that? No, first of all, the man is the authority figure. You're not going to come and tell me how to run my family. No pastor, no bishop, nobody. Uh-uh. That ain't happening. Because I'm the, I'm the H-N-I-C up in here. In my family. You, you do what you need to do with your family. Don't worry about what I'm doing with my family. So the man is the authority figure. I'm going to join alongside that man and support him and what he's trying to do in his household. Secondly, men have been beat down for the past 50 to 60 years to a pulp by bishops and pastors and Jezebels who, who, who 
beat down Ahab, her husband, so much. Now she has trained him to beat down men and always overcompensating for the woman. This is, in the words of Bishop Daniel White, Jr., my father, the most loving man I ever met walk on earth. Now that's a man who had the love of Jesus in him. He loved, he loved, he, he loved people who were not worthy of his love, I'm telling you. And I'm one of them. I believe my mother was his greatest enemy, and I was his second greatest enemy. And, and, and I mean, I hated my father for no reason other than the fact that he was a preacher. That's it. But in his words, that is ass backwards. My dad did not believe in doing things like that. Backwards. But in one area, he allowed his wife to cause him to do things ass backwards. Telling me, Danny, Danny boy, I, I didn't say anything to her because, you know, I wanted to, but I, I didn't say anything to her because I wanted to keep the peace. And as his son, I wanted to say, Dad, there's no peace. The family is chaos. And, uh, and so, I made it from that point on. I was not going to be under the thumb of a woman. Not, not Nanny B. Not me. I've never been under the thumb. I'm not, uh, I, I've never been under the thumb of my mother. Since I left home. I, I uh, obeyed her. I, I mean, you know, I tried to obey. I did that. I disobeyed her and I obeyed her because she, my mother was meaner than my father in a good sense. She tried to chastise us and tried to rebuke us. My dad, he was a great man of love and forgiveness, but he was, he loved us too much. He let us get away with evil. That's, you love him too much. Hello, 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 husbands and fathers. I know I feel a little bit sleepy this morning, and I know you do too. But you need to hear that. You're loving too much when you let your wife and you let your children get away with evil. That is not the God kind of love. I can assure you that. The God kind of love will chastise you and rebuke you. Get on your case. That's love too. And, and people don't appreciate that kind of love until they're gone. Either the father is gone, the husband is gone, dead, or the children leave the house. And then they say, that old crazy man, he, he was right all along, wasn't he? Everything he told me has come out, worked out to be true. And I gave him such a hard time. My dad used to tell me, boy, he always would let me use his car. That's one thing he did, which was not, as I look back on it, was not wise. He should not have done that. He could have saved himself a whole lot of trouble and saved me a whole lot of trouble. I needed the rod of correction. I needed the rod of correction on my tail. And, 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 and I am the child of Daniel White Jr. And I, I, I'm saying that because I mean it.
Right here. Right here. Over here. Okay, you can you can go ahead and finish that right there too. See, you don't want your children saying that that you didn't whip their tail enough. And by the way, thousands of children have said that. Deep down in a woman's heart, she wants a man to take control. That's how she is wired. That's how God made her. And the reason why God has a problem with men and women is because we rebel against not only his word, not only against the Holy Spirit, not only our instincts, we rebel against uh, what we know uh, to be true in our lives as far as uh, how God wired us. We, we know we ought to do things a certain way, but we choose not to. We see it right there in front of us, but we, we avoid it and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Teenagers know what they ought to do. Teenagers and young people, they know they ought to respect their parents. They know that in their conscience. They've heard it before. And so God has a problem with human beings and is angry with the wicked every day because we know better and we still do it. We know it's not going to work and we still do evil. And God, God wants us to obey his law and his word because he wants us to be blessed. God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. This is why Dr. T.D. Jakes preached a series one time, Can You Stand to Be Blessed? What? 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 What is the problem? You're not even ready to be blessed because you're so full of self and pride and selfishness and hell and the devil, and you know I'm telling the truth. Mean as the devil, and 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 God can't bless you. God can bless you. He has the power. But I'm here to tell you, beloved, that if you want to be blessed by the God I serve, you better be saved and you better be obeying him. You better be trying to do that right there. I guarantee you that. Anything less than that, uh, you will be getting the blessings and the favor that you could have in your personal life. And I, I believe that some, you know, some people in the church need to stop saying they have a Christian family. No, no. You may be a Christian, but everybody in your family not saved because we, we, what we're seeing in them is not salvation. We don't see any fruit. Hello, lights. Amen, lights. That's Bishop Grant for you right there. He started looking at the light because the people don't want to say it. They don't want to hear it. We got a bunch of individuals in families that they call Christian families and they're not Christian families at all. You may be a Christian. Everybody else better examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Grandmama may be a Christian and saved. But honey, the way you live and know, you're not, uh-uh. Uh-uh. So let's, uh, I think we got, we have one more day with the men fathers, husbands, rather, and uh, I think this, this may be the last day, I don't know, we do three days each for every segment.
And um, if you missed yesterday, you can go back and listen to it. But my producers will, they'll let me know what's happening, what's up. Okay. They'll let me know what's happening, what's going on. And if the Lord Tarras is coming and we live, we'll be here tomorrow one way or another. Right now, let's wrap up this segment, the family segment, and pray for other families. Let's do the uh, uh, some more heavy lifting. When you pray for other people, you're doing heavy, list, uh, heavy, heavy lifting, my dear friend. God is really using you when you start praying for other people. Seriously. In fact, you're doing the work of Jesus Christ. One of the reasons why Jesus Christ wants us to pray without ceasing, guess what? Is because It is because he's praying without ceasing for us. Now, here we know Jesus Christ is pray- prayed for us before he left. He's praying without ceasing for us right now at the right hand of the Father. And yet we got people who claim to be Christians who won't do right. And we got Jesus up there praying for us. Trying to pray us through. You remember how Jesus told Peter, I prayed for you. I'm praying for you. The devil desires to sift you as wheat. And so you don't believe that the devil desires to sift you as wheat. And so you're not praying without ceasing. Because God told you that, and Jesus told you, the devil is seeking whom he may devour. He's like a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. And Jesus is praying his heart out for you. And here we are down here. And you and you still want to do wrong and do evil. And still have a girlfriend on the side. A side piece. Uh, the devil is a lie. And you still got a, a, a bo peep on the side. And Jesus praying his heart out. He, 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 he. Died on the cross for your sins. Now he's interceding for you. And you think you're going to do what you want to do. And then stand before him and expect to go to heaven. He's going to say I never knew you. You worker of iniquity. So let's pray for other families and other people. Everybody. Pray for other families and pray for other people. Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who is sitting at your right hand praying without ceasing for us. For he told us before he left here uh, in a parable, he gave a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. No matter how weak we may feel, no matter how sleepy we may feel, Lord, uh, he made it clear to us that we need to pray without ceasing. So, Lord, help everybody here who is saved and who knows you to pray without ceasing. To pray hard right now for others. As you, Lord, you're praying for us. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of those families that don't know you. For the, I pray for the revival of those families that do. Revive them again and help them to start praying without ceasing. 
and reading your holy word and meditating on it and obeying it and witnessing for you. And then, Holy Father God, in fact, help us to go out and witness on this beautiful day that you have made in Holy Week. Help us to pass out some gospel pamphlets and tracts. And Lord, help me to preach the gospel here in a few minutes. And then to preach it again in a few minutes after that, by your grace. And uh, Holy Father God, save those who are lost in families that call themselves Christian families. And help them to realize that they are religious, church-going, but lost and on their way to a devil's hell. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world, across this country, in our communities where we live, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. Lord, uh, grant me your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit and your strength and protection and keep me on the firing line. It feels good to be on the firing line, Lord, for you. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, for all people who claim to be Christians, have mercy and grace upon our wicked souls. Please forgive us of our sins, those of us who name the name of Christ, of not obeying your great commission, uh, your great commandment, or your great commission. We just simply have not obeyed you. We all know it. God help us all to admit it. Lord, if they want to admit it privately, that's fine. If they want to admit it in groups, that's fine. Whatever the case, Lord, help us to admit that. Uh, because this is where we have broken your heart and we have broken your word. And we have failed you, God. We have failed you, Lord Jesus Christ. You all are very loving towards us. You are very patient and gracious towards us. We don't deserve it. Not one ounce of it. But, Lord, the truth is we have failed you in these latter days. We have. And some people have betrayed you, Lord. There are many pastors and bishops and popes and and priests that have betrayed you. They took money to betray you. And now they can't even preach the gospel, can't reach anybody. God, help us. Forgive us of those sins. And then, Lord, help us to humble ourselves and to pray. And Lord, speaking of humility, I pray again because I love my wife and uh, I, I've enjoyed my marriage. Uh, uh, I have gotten uh, tickled by her getting angry down through the years. Uh, she, she would get so mad and start speaking in Jamaican Patois and I would, I would just laugh my head off. So I I thank you, Lord, for her. I thank you for my marriage. I thank you for the good things that she has done. Uh, And and she's a better woman than most of the women I'm speaking to right now. Uh, uh, But I don't believe that she's saved. And and, and it's rooted in her Jamaican pharaoh 
styled pride. She just does not want to admit it. And I believe that, Lord, you're going to help her to see that. And one day she's going to do it. It may be on my deathbed. It may be after I'm dead. But I pray for her soul salvation. And I pray that you would cast out the demonic attitude and spirit that she has uh, because she's not saved and, and the spirit that she's cast upon her children for some of them follow her attitude and spirit and it's hard not to and uh, so I thank you Lord for my thorn in the flesh uh, I probably would not have done as much good work uh, as you have blessed me to do if I didn't have it so and, uh, and I probably would not have prayed as much because I would have been so wrapped up in her instead of you. Uh, I thank you that you wired me not to do that, but uh, that could have been the case. And so, Lord, save her soul, open her blinded eyes, unstop her deaf ears. Uh, you know, she knows uh, that I love her and I want the best for her. Uh, and I'm, but I have never allowed her to get away with her evil. I've never allowed her to have her way here. And I thank you for that. And I believe that's one of the main reasons why she is still here. I believe that uh, she would have gone, she would have left a long time ago, uh, permanently. And uh, if I had let her have her way, and, and uh, uh, like so many other women have done. And you, let, you led me not to do that. Follow, not following the example of my dad. And so I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll save those who are my offspring and who may not be saved. Help them all to examine themselves and see whether or not they uh, be saved. And uh, with the fruit, uh, the fruits of repentance showing. Uh, and so that they can live the blessed life and the good life and the life of favor and open doors that you've given to me and you've blessed me with. For without you, uh, my wife knows and all of my children know, uh, none of these wonderful things would have come to pass. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, so not only do I pray for the salvation of the lost out there, but for the salvation of the lost uh, in here, and uh, including my own family members. I pray for the salvation of my mother and my two sisters. I believe they, they got caught up in religion, and in their pride, uh, they have not really trusted you as Savior. And they're being totally disobedient uh, in major areas of their lives. And I pray that they will uh, confess their sins, repent, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in a very real sense uh, with the evidence in the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of repentance. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed help those in the ministry of government, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, 
and uh, casted the demons of hell out of them. For politicians are notoriously known to be liars, and they will sacrifice people uh, so that they can stay in power, uh, as Pontius Pilate did during Holy Week so many years ago. And so, Holy Father God, help us to uh, pray for them that they would do right so that we can enjoy peace and quiet. And Lord, I live in a wonderful neighborhood, and I have never lived in a neighborhood this quiet and this peaceful, an area where the birds, you can hear them singing in the morning and and in the evening. It's so peaceful and quiet, and I I love it, and I thank you for it. And uh, I pray that, Lord, you would protect the whole whole community from the devil, that we don't have any negative issues around here. And I thank you, Lord, for the police force uh, everywhere. Uh, but especially here, for they know how to keep order and at the same time do it in a very professional and kind way. Uh, uh, They get the job done. And uh, if they need to rise up to a negative situation, they will do that. But uh, if you... Uh, act like you have some sense, they will, they will be professional and kind with you. And I thank you for our police officers here. And I thank you, Lord, for police officers everywhere. For they are in the ministry just like I am. And so bless them. Bless and protect their families. Uh, we thank you for them being going out sac- uh, uh uh, not, uh, I don't want to say sacrifice in their lives, but some have, but uh, understanding that they couldn't, they, they can get in a situation where they won't go home or they may have to stop by the hospital. So and they risk their lives is what I'm trying to say, Lord. And, I, and they're called to do it. They're wired to do it. They're fired up and ready to go and they'll do what is necessary. And uh, we thank you for them. And we pray that you'll bless them. And so, Holy Father God, we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the protection of all of your Christian people in all parts of the world that are being persecuted, including America. Lord, I, in the words of Dr. David Jeremiah, I have to say the same thing. I thought I'd never see the day where Christians would be persecuted in America because of an abomination. Lord, to me, they ought to take the name down, the motto down, in God we trust. It's a a blasphemy. Blasphemy. That is the tragedy of a democracy. For if the church fails, democracy becomes tyranny. God help us, and the church has failed. 
the gates of hell shall not prevail against the true church. But we have failed you. We have failed Jesus. There's, there's just no two ways about it. We have failed the people of America because we did not obey your great uh, commandment and your great commission. And then, Holy Father God, I pray that, Lord, you would indeed uh, bless these people, comfort these people as only you can, draw them to yourself. And we include the thousands of families that are hurting in the Ukraine right now. We pray, Lord, by name for the family and friends of Virginia, business owner Lloyd Mead Harrison III, impacted by the coronavirus plague. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Violet Gloria Hayes, who died of the coronavirus plague. We pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Robert Henshaw. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Virginia banker James Reginald Hester Jr. And uh, Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Barbara Jean Holcomb. We commit these souls into your hands as well as our souls. And now, Lord, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests, uh, prayer requests. And Lord, we pray for the thousands that you have given us the liberty to pray for down through the years that you've given us the strength to pray for down through the years. And uh, we thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer based upon your word, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Lord, thank you for reminding me of another prowess that we were supposed to pray over last night. And... uh, Nobody on my staff reminded me, and they know I don't remember things like I used to. Uh, So forgive us for not praying over another prowess last night. Uh, And help us to pray over it today. And Holy Father God, we pray that we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life financial and material, mental and physical blessings upon all of these thousands of folks that you've sent our way down through the years to pray for. Hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers. And we pray now for some new people, Ravi, our new prayer requests, because we have many people who come back every time they have a crisis and have an issue because the joint prayers they have found out, they come to pass. Lord, it's a wonderful, wonderful blessing from you and a wonderful privilege that you've given to us, that you have put in people's hearts. Now, you get this prayer request to this man of God, and he's going to pray for you. And the joint prayers, you just pray a little bit, and he's going to pray, and everything's going to be all right. We have, And we thank you, Lord, for many people who... Every time they have a need, or every time there's an emergency, or 
they need a miracle. They, they ask us to pray for them. For years they've been doing it. For years. Because they know that you somehow hear the joint prayers of theirs and ours, and you hear their prayer, our prayers, and you bless and you answer. And Lord, I'm convinced now because in the early days we, we, we many had many people to ask us for money and this and that and that and this. And in short order, within about a year of all of that, when we told them silver and gold, we we do not have, but what we have, we give unto you, and that is our prayer. We we will be faithful in praying for you. And I believe now, Lord, with all of my heart, that. Many of these people say, you know what, I, I don't, don't send us anything. Don't send us the silver and gold. We just want you to pray for us. Because <laughs> we get a whole lot more that way from God. Anyway, Lord, we pray for Brother Ravi. Please uh, please heal his father. We didn't change that. Well, she, uh, she's got it changed over here. Please heal his father from low blood pressure heart disease and infections give him good health Lord we pray for Lita for the gospel links she posted uh, to result in countless salvations and Lord help us to get with Nita and see exactly what what Nita is doing and uh, uh, because that's interesting and Lord we pray for Pastor Bushibi probably one of the oldest ones who we've been praying together uh, with for years. And uh, Pastor Bushibi does not play. He's the real deal. And we thank you, Lord, for him. Please, uh, his prayer request is, please, and oftentimes he's praying for other people, wants us to pray for him. And we thank you, Lord, for that. Please heal Brother Timothy's pancreas, kidneys, sugar levels and other organs and have him to live bless his surgery and provide for them during drought and famine provide them with fuel bless them as they fast and pray and holy father god we pray now for the people who have gotten saved who have believed in you lord jesus christ for salvation because they heard the gospel preached from this pulpit. And we pray that you'll help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and to pray and read their Bibles. We pray for Suraday, Peter, Richard, Samanda, and John. And then, Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives. We pray, Lord, for them, as you know, we do not give an invitation for this, nor have we asked the people to write us and let us know that they're coming back to you from a backslidden state. We pray for Quabina, Wilma, Princess, Gertrude, and Quabi. We commit these souls into your hands and our souls as well. So be with us, Lord, throughout this day and the rest of Holy Week. Uh, and Lord, lead us and guide us and direct us all from there and Lord I pray that you'd pave the way for me to move out of the country that I love 
and that I have preached the gospel from for many years and uh, to other countries and I pray that you will pave the way for me because I believe that you're leading me to move away from my country that has uh, sanctioned uh, the abomination of homosexuality and all of the demonic uh, foolishness that has come after it that many of the pastors and bishops and priests who colluded with the government to do this they did, they did not see this coming and now the 30 pieces of silver is spent and uh, they can't do anything about all of the other so-called genders which are nothing but demons legions of demons they started out with two genders a man and a woman because that's what you made in the very beginning and now they say they have 81 genders they didn't know this was going to happen but you told me that this kind of thing was going to happen when you set out to do abominations like this all kinds of you're opening the door for all kinds of evil and that's what we have seen and now all of a sudden not the church but the secular government is trying to stop it the church failed the people fail the parents. The parents didn't know what was going on and they went right along with it and now they have transgender teachers, uh, teachers in drag teaching their children and starting at a very young age telling them there's 81 genders. You can be a dog, you can be a cat, you can be a parrot and all kinds of demonic foolishness and uh, Lord because you led me to warn them and I tried to help them through this plague you led me to do that you're not leading me to get involved in their politics of trying to change it now something that they could have stopped if they had taken heed to your word and taken heed to your prophet and so Lord I pray that you'll pave the way for me to make sure everything is copacetic and straight and squared away here. Lord, I pray that uh, Christian Post or some other major Bible-believing Christian publication would buy uh, BCNN1 and pay me handsomely, maybe put me in a legacy position, and, and then, Lord, I can, so that I can fly out of this country before it is destroyed. And so, Holy Father God, I will forever love America and what she did for me. For I met you here. And uh, I will continue to preach from where I'm at, exile on the Isle of Patmos. And as you know, Lord, there are some devilish people and persecutors uh, trying to get me. And so, Lord, uh, thwart their plots and their plans. And uh, I pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for his sake, amen. Now, move that back over. 
Dear friend, if you're with us today and you're not saved, understand that one day you're going to die. I want you to understand, first of all, that you need to accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I hope that you understand that you are a sinner. Uh, we all are. We have broken God's Ten Commandments, such as lying, stealing, lusting and coveting after people and things, dishonoring our parents, dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Pope is a sinner and needs to be saved. The Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama is a sinner and needs to be saved. Even Joel Osteen is a sinner. I'm a sinner. We all have sinned against God. Nobody is perfect. You said that yourself. So if nobody is perfect and you said that yourself, that means that you're not perfect. So come off of your high horse and get down here in the dust and in the dirt with us who are sinners. You're no better than we are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care... Uh, how much you have given to the church or to uh, charitable organizations. I don't care how much work you've done in helping to feed the hungry. Uh, we're all sinners, and we all deserve to go to hell. Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin. And God wants you to know that if he allows you to die because of your sin, and uh, he will allow you to go to hell for rejecting Jesus Christ. If God will allow you to die from this beautiful earth because of your sin, he will allow you to go to hell if you do not believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And hell is a very real place. And it is my job to tell you what Jesus said about the bad news, which is uh, hell. You say, preacher, Jesus never preached any bad news. He, I'm getting ready to show you. He preached some bad news because he wants you to understand the good news. He preached both. And every true preacher, if they love you, they're going to preach the bad news to you and the good news. Now, here's the bad news. Third, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18, 8. Uh, Matthew 9, 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. 
where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Now, this is real fire, people. So, don't be trying to figure out whether or not this is real fire. I'm telling you what Jesus said. Now, he made it clear this is real fire. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off, Jesus Christ said. It is better for you, thee, to enter halt into life. That is, go into eternal life where God and Jesus is, and the angels and the people of God, with no, with a, with, with a, uh, without a foot. Then to go to hell with both feet. That's what Jesus is saying here. That's how bad hell is. Into life, then having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. That's the first fire. Where their worm dieth not, and then he comes back to the fire, and the fire is not quenched. He wants you to know this is hell fire, people. He's not playing. If God will allow you to die physically from this ball, this beautiful ball called earth, he will allow you to go to hell for your sins and your not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, who he provided for our sins, who paid for our sins. You need to understand that. While you may think God's face is like yours. you laughing and giggling. You think everything is funny. God's face is like this right here. You need to take me seriously about what I'm saying. Huh? And if thine eye offend thee, if thine eye offend thee, causes you to sin against God and against yourself, you must understand, when you sin against God... By disobeying his word, he wrote his law for your good, so that you could live the good life. So you sin against yourself. And there's no place for you to go if you're sinning against God and yourself. You're hurting yourself. But to hell. Pluck it out. Pluck out your eye. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not. And here it is again. And the fire is not quenched. In this sermon by Jesus Christ, he has six references to hell. Hell fire. So hell is a very real place. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, here are the people going to hell, see yourself in the number, but the fearful and unbelieving. I'm not going to stay with it long like I did last night. And the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Now, you think God is playing, which is the second death. You think God is playing with you? you what, part of my job is to help you to understand you need to take God seriously. 
So hell is bad news. Jesus preached the bad news, but he also preached the good news, and we have some good news for you today. Jesus Christ said, the most beautiful, most loving, most wonderful, and most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world, over Plato, over Aristotle, over Shakespeare, over Milton, and that is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, his name is Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, he's talking about you, are you in the world? Then God loves you. You may feel sinful and dirty and unlovable, but God still loves you. That he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's salvation, my dear friends. That's the good news. Before Jesus Christ said this, John the Baptist, his forerunner, said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. He was talking about this man named Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ just told you the good news. Just believe in him and everything will be all right. Now there are some pastors and churches out here who will lie to you and say that that's not the case. You got to do this and that and this. You have to join the church. You have to shake the preacher's hand. You got to give some money to the church. You got to work for the church for 30 years before you you could be considered saved and so forth and so on. You don't have to be in a church to get saved. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to walk up to the front uh, before a thousand people. You don't have to uh, give any money to the church. And you don't even have to get baptized to get saved right now. You can get saved right at this moment by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believing in your heart, in Jesus Christ, in his gospel that he was born of the Virgin Mary. No human being, no man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He was born with God's blood running through his veins. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed, and yet he chose to suffer, bleed, and die on the cross for our sins. His innocent blood was shed for our sins, for your sins and mine, all of our lying and stealing and robbing and lusting and whoredom and whoremongering around and everything else. Jesus Christ died for our sins. He is the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God of all time for all people. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in His sight. And all you have to do is believe in Him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul. And he will save your soul. For Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Saved from what? I just told you. From the bad news of hell. Saved to what? To the good news of heaven. That's all done by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So believe in him right now and pray and ask him to save you. I will help you with the sinner's prayer. Let's pray the sinner's prayer together. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner, that I'm not a perfect person, for I have done evil in your sight multiple times, such as lying and stealing, lusting at the people and things, being disobedient and uh, dishonoring my parents, taking your holy name in vain, and many other sins. As you know, Lord, I commit it. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins. He paid my sin debt, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of all of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I do pray, amen. Now, dear friends, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friends, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at Gospel Light Society and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to, to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, 
and may God bless you real good is my prayer uh, ladies and gentlemen I'm going to have to get a little rest and take a little break and so I will if the Lord tarries is coming and we live see you a little bit later for the Holy Week service as I will continue to preach uh, when I survey the wondrous cross let's all stand for our closing prayer may not be long though let's pray Holy Father God we praise you and we thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning live once again and Holy Father God we pray that you would energize us and strengthen us uh, to go into the next service the Holy Week service number five for this year and uh, we pray that lost souls would be saved, Christians would be revived, even on demand. Glorify your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, which will not be that long from now. <laughs>